Yes, we're back with another episode, another pair of riders. Today we have Kim, Jimmy and Chloe, two of them from the States and one of them from Australia. So you will work out who's from where. So they all work for Canva, but before we go into Canva, just give us an introduction to what were you guys like when you were in school? Can you specify the age of school? That's important. That's okay. an important question. Right, that's there have been many different people. Okay. <laughs> right, give us the most parts. interesting time. So your teens, probably your teens. Ooh, my teens? I would say I was the on the cusp of maybe like the caterpillar becoming or the caterpillar becoming a little bit more of like the quasi butterfly. So I was a little awkward. I had a lot of acne. Um, and was kind of not on the, I was on the verge of becoming a better version of myself, but it was still that awkward moment. Were you an introvert? No, I can't say I've ever been an introvert, unfortunately. Okay. Chloe? I was very much the teacher's pet, oh. in what is probably no surprise to anyone who knows me. Yeah. Teacher's pet involved in every single extracurricular activity there was, got good grades. <laughs> but very much the closet slash not closet nerd. Okay, that's, that's interesting. And Jimmy? I would say very similarly. I wouldn't classify, no, I would classify myself as a teacher's pet. I was, the, I was involved in every single extracurricular activity that you could possibly imagine. I was the president of every club and organization because... I have power and control issues. <laughs> that sounds deep, boy. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah, get camera. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. delve into Jimmy. Hey, sorry. We need a whole no. podcast yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I thought we were going for. Here. <laughs> I was very much the same way. Yeah, teacher's pet. Got good grades. You know, just trying to make it happen. Closeted. You know, which was this is really turning into a therapy session now. Jeez. <laughs> so, would any of you say that you've seen yourself change over the time? Absolutely. Would you say you've changed for the better or has it been a roller coaster ride? I would definitely say I've changed for the better, for sure. I think every bit of growth is for the better. Yeah. Even if there's a stumbling period or a period where, in hindsight, it feels low, as long as you come out of that feeling better about yourself, having learned something and doing something differently next time, that's growth. And I think that's really important. I feel more myself now than I feel like I did in high school for like a whole host of reasons like certainly coming out was a big part of that and just like finding my own personality but just like knowing what I want and yeah massive amount of growth I agree I think we have all different phases of life and like even though like we have many phases ahead like being able to look back and see the evolution between like your teen years to then what your 20s look like and then a few of us are in our 30s like being able to see you become more confident in who you are and really step into the role that you want to play in life like all those phases like really just continue to evolve and I agree Jimmy I feel like more of myself yeah. than I ever have yeah totally so how did you overcome the controlling side of things Jimmy? Who says I overcame it? <laughs> I think part of that was just because when I was younger I was like still trying to find myself and figure out like who I was so as part of it I wanted to like it was less about control and more just trying to like do as much as I could to like figure out 
like where I fit in or what my niche was or like where I would really thrive, you know? And I think as part of that, I kind of wanted to be at the center of everything to kind of try and help that process along. I certainly don't think I've overcome my control issues. They're still very uh, relevant. It's been a process. How, taking those personality traits that you all have spoken about, how do you incorporate that in Canva? It's interesting, and this is going to be a slight, a slight little tangent, but the three of us did a personality test about mm. two weeks ago. It was an angiogram test, and we all rated the exact same. We were all a three. So if anyone who knows the angiogram test, that probably gives you a really good insight into the type of people we are. But I think we've all fallen into roles that really make do and celebrate those qualities that we have. I think there's a little bit of control, there's a little bit of power, there's a little bit of wanting to do good for others in all of us. And especially with the roles we have, we've been able to embody that and we've been able to play that to our strengths. And often that's what makes us really good at what we do. How long have you guys worked together? Not, yeah, well, a little, it's a little bit varied. So Kim and I have actually been working together for over 10 years in like, not in a Canva environment, but in like a previous life before we came to Canva. And then we're just had a little bit of a reunion at the top of this year, which has been really great. And then I've been working with Chloe for a little over a year, but in a more official capacity yeah. for four, five months. Yeah, top of the year, same time. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm. So how would you, because like I spoke about Canva, and I say a lot of my pod, I'm in a WhatsApp podcasters group. Mm. And one of the things they do promote for when we're doing our artwork is to use Canva. Yeah, amazing. I don't use it, I have to confess <laughs> again. I'm, a, I'm more of a mobile podcaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's always on the monitor. Mm. Do you, does it come in an app? Yeah. Sure does. It does. You should download it. I was iPhone. I was using an app called Team, Team Flyer, but I stopped using that so I palm off some, that work to someone else. But explain, how would you explain Canva? if you were to a layman. So the audience listening, how would you explain it? Canva's a design platform, you know, I think at its most like basic level, if you think along the lines of, you know, like a PowerPoint, Adobe, Microsoft, like those tools that are used to, to facilitate creativity, creative assets, design. But what I think is so unique about Canva is that it's like it's one of those tools that you don't need to be trained on you don't need to a ton of time to navigate it or to figure out how to use it you don't need to be a designer by trade or have any kind of skill to pick it up you know one of our our kind of like core mantras about empowering the world to design and making design super accessible for anybody that wants to has an interest has a passion has a want a need a desire uh, to design and the product and the platform really facilitate that and again making it making it a little bit more accessible which what? is really great is that a good description i think so i think you well, they're gonna have to the main so what are your different roles within the company that's a great question so chloe and i actually work on jimmy's team and we are all in experiential marketing so we do events activations and really bring 
Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. What have you learned about working at Canva that you wish you knew when you had started? I see everyone's thinking. That. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, there's so many I know, I was going to say, like, where does one even start? And I think, to be fair, like, maybe that's, maybe that's a good point to make is that learning never stops. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially when I was younger, I was like, oh, when I get to exposition or when I have this job title or when I have this many years in the industry, that's me set, like, I'm good to go. But really, that's never the case. And I think if you do have that, if you end up with that mentality, you're never growing as a person, you're never growing as a team member. Um, so I think what's been reinforced a lot is how everyone is always learning and taking those learnings and building on that for next time. Yeah, I would say for me personally, and this is very niche, but I my background before I came to Canva was in agency life. So there was like a little bit of a learning curve for me to go from the agency side of the world to brand side because on the agency side it was very much about you know you were working in service of a client or you were responding to a specific brief or a specific ask or a direction uh, and your work was always like polished before you put it out in the world you were always perfecting the presentation or you were making sure that you had all the bullet points you needed or you were rehearsing your script for the meeting that you were about to go into and I think when I first started at Canva I went into it with that mentality of like everything I put out in the world has to be super polished and buttoned up and almost like I was pitching or presenting in like every meeting that I was in. And I think to break down that mentality of just like you are no longer, or that I was no longer had to like either prove myself to someone or sell something in, but about it being more of a collaborative environment and process was the biggest learning curve for me, I think. So for what I'm getting you for, from what I'm getting from you, in the agency world, you're only as good as your last job. 100%. But when you're working for some, like in a company, you can actually breathe and relax. Without a doubt. And it like lets, it allows you to be a little bit more creative. It allows you to dig a little bit deeper, I think, in the kind of work you do. You know, whereas in like the agency life, I was always on a little bit of a swivel. I was going from client to client, different projects to you know, that were like on the extreme sides of the spectrum, but being on this side now, you can kind of have your full focus on, you know, one brand, one project, one kind of like North Star, which I think has been different. Okay, that's good. What do you guys think of London? You've been from different places around the world. And do you work with Londoners or is it just totally people from outside? Oh, I should say English people. Canberra is a global company, so we get the pleasure of working with people from many different countries and in many different ways. So to your original question, I'm really liking London. I have come once before, and I don't know if I should admit this, but I didn't get the best impression. But coming back again, <laughs> okay. I've really enjoyed it. There's such a cool culture and a vibe here that you can see on the streets, like driving down the streets, you can see, oh, I'm in London, like this is what people talk about. And, many Aussies come to London and many Brits come to Australia and yet literally driving down the street now I'm like this is I get what they're talking about okay. I feel like at, as soon as I stepped off the plane I had the millennial urge to say I could move here you know that like <laughs> TikTok trend to be like as soon as you're in a new city you're like yeah I could live here I could see how that how that could happen but I feel like I, d I do feel that with London I've been Attention. telling Chloe and Kim this a little bit 
as we've been like walking around I just moved to Los Angeles like a year ago from New after spending like 12 years in New York and the difference between Los Angeles is and New York is vast and I think London reminds me a little bit of like how I felt in New York oh, okay. for so long and to get a little bit of that back I think is really nice so I feel very comfortable here which feels really good we're coming to the end of the journey sorry to cut you there Kim oh that's okay my last question to you guys in one sentence each please is what can America learn from London and what can London learn from America and what can London learn from Australia and what can Australia learn from London go Kim I'm going to keep my answer light because there's many, many, many different things and many different ways to answer that. But I would say America could learn the fashion of London a little bit better. I feel like, at least I'm in San Francisco. So I would say we could take a major note from, from London as far as dressing the way that you all do. And what could London learn from America? Um, maybe having a little bit, I've heard that Shall we move I've on? heard that there's not as great of Mexican food here, so I feel like that's oh, yeah. the only that's thing that I can think that's, of. That's, that's important. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Coming from California. Yeah, that would make sense. There's not that many. There's a strong American community, uh, Mexican community now in South London, but ah. apart from that. Jim? I don't think there's a single thing that anyone else in the world can learn from America, uh, to be honest, because there's not a whole lot of great things going on there. But I will plus one to Kim's comment about the fashion. I have my jaw has been on the floor a number of times this week as we've just seen some of the very stylish, very attractive Londoners walking around. I will also say the accents. I think of Americans. I wish we could take a little bit of the London vibe of the accents. I think ours are harsh and disgusting and hearing everyone talk here so lovely and soothing okay you know we got one minute left chloe one minute left i think australia could do with a little bit of the late night vibe london has mm. you know every night we've been out to dinner at maybe like 9 9 30 10 and it's buzzing absolutely buzzing and we're not really seeing that in sydney melbourne the big cities as much as we should be or used mm. to be okay well thanks a lot for that and we wish you well Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episodes.